In this series, Herd Strategies President Denise Hurd connects with industry leaders and community members to discuss the challenges they face within their fields. Join us bi-weekly to learn all about how they see us. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of How They See Us. My name is Denise Hurd, and if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for your continuous support. For those of you all that don't know, How They See Us is a series where we invite industry leaders to discuss how they navigate public perception challenges within their fields. Last week, we had a chance to speak with historians Dr. Charlene Fletcher and my very own sister, Dr. Don Hurd-Clark, to talk more broadly about the history of Black history and its importance. As we move through Black History Month, we wanted to keep the theme going and continue our conversations on the importance and knowing and understanding of Black history. So this week, though we wanted to connect with our community and discuss Black history, we wanted to make sure we focused on Indiana, our home state, to talk about what we're doing and also ensure that the stories about Indiana, Blacks who have impacted history, our state's history, are not lost. So joining us today, I have two members, one a longtime friend that I've known for a while, and also a new friend that we made today. So I've got uh, Eunice Trotter and also Mark Dallas. And so before we get started, I would really like for you both to introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about the work that you do with Indiana Landmarks. So Eunice, I'm going to start with you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for, for allowing me to be here with you today as well. Um, So I'm a a multi-generation Hoosier, uh, IU grad, Martin University grad, Webster U grad, um, mom, grandma, great-grandma, former journalist, current journalist, Mm -hmm. former owner of the Indianapolis Recorder, author, historian, some of my new titles, and currently the director of Indiana Landmarks Black Heritage Preservation Program. Mm my work there is to uncover, document, and preserve or restore black history mm-hmm. and heritage sites, mm-hmm. as well as just the history where there's no evidence of the site. Right, right. A lot of our um, history and heritage has been erased in mm-hmm. terms of the physical evidence, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of out mind. Out of mind, right, right, so, right. Uh, th- so that's part of my work, that mm-hmm. I'm uncovering that history that has become out of mind, mm-hmm. out of sight. So I'm going to say it now, in case I forget at the end, thank you. Thank you for making this commitment throughout your entire life to tell stories. You know, that is a lost art in many ways. And you have literally, for those of you all that don't know Eunice, you need to get to know her because she is a storyteller and very passionate about our community and making sure the truth is told about our community. So thank you you. so much for joining us today. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. You are welcome. And so, Mark, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell a little bit about the work that you're doing at Indiana Landmarks. Yeah, well, I'm Mark Delossi, and I'm an adopted Hoosier. Um, Well, we are happy to have you in the family. I was originally from Texas, but... But I went to the University of Nebraska to become a historian mm-hmm. and professional historian and came to 
Indiana to go to Ball State University. Uh, what do you all say? Chirp, chirp? Is that what you all <laughs> yes, say? Yes, I think so. <laughs> we fly. Um, but uh, to go to Ball State through their College of Architecture uh, and uh, focusing on historic preservation. That's awesome. And so I've been in the state uh, most of my career ever since and very much have enjoyed living in different parts of Indiana and mm-hmm. getting to know everything from South Bend to Jeffersonville to Terre Haute and That's now awesome. here in Indianapolis. So, That's awesome. Well, my sister went to Ball State, so clearly Ball State is producing graduates that are very committed to preservation, yeah, which yeah. is so, so important. So kudos to them for empowering you and igniting that passion inside of you all. So one of the first questions that I have, because a lot of people may not know what Indiana Landmarks is, you know, I think they, they'll pay, probably make an assumption about what it is you do. They put the two words together. But I would love for you all to unpack that a little bit more and talk about what Indiana Landmarks does, the work that you do with respect to preserving and also promoting historical landmarks across our entire state. Okay, sure. Uh, Mark, you want to take that on? <laughs> he, Mark is uh, expert preservationist, too, gotcha. by the way. Gotcha. He, he doesn't... He's really like, modest. He's yeah, really he's modest. modest, but he is one of the top experts in, in, in the state. That's awesome. Preservationist. But he's been with landmarks far longer than me. Well, I know exactly what landmarks has done. Got you. We'll be doing, I think... I will stand aside for Mark. Well, yeah, Indiana Landmarks is the statewide historic preservation organization, and we have eight other offices around the state in addition to the state headquarters here in Indianapolis. So we have great outreach to local communities, uh, getting to know who those leaders are, uh, what places that they feel are special and unique and Mm -hmm. and should be preserved and have those stories shared with uh, the Hoosier public. And so we stay, you know, very busy and engaged in that kind of work. But um, Indiana Landmarks was founded in 1960 by a group of civic leaders here in Indianapolis. Amongst them was Eli Lilly, was one of the leaders of that group. And mm-hmm. we were fortunate not only to have his you know, leadership and interest in heritage in the state, but then the other people that he brought with him, you know, in in that uh, uh, process of, of working to start this organization. And so we are a membership organization, and so we have about 6,000 or so members that support us, uh, mostly here in the state. Um and we provide everything from education to technical assistance to advocacy where we're giving voice to buildings that otherwise obviously can't speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so working to save, preserve, and interpret mm-hmm. Indiana's history is an important part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you all so much for the work that you all do to preserve our history because it's so very important. And thank you to those visionary leaders back in the 1960s that recognized the importance of creating such an institution and for the employees that have come through over the decades to ensure that the flame was never extinguished. So kudos to you all for for the work that you do. So in doing our research, we actually noticed that the um, Black Heritage Preservation Program was created in um, the 19, 
in the 1900s, around 1992. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, not the program. Not the program, but the committee. Yes, the committee. Uh -huh, the committee. Uh -huh. the, so committee right. the committee was created like in the 1900s. Right. So, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> way, so, back. way back in the olden days. You're so, putting some age on it. Right, 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 right. When dinosaurs roamed the earth. So, <laughs> so when, can you tell me why it was decided that the program, the committee, would become a full blown program for the organization? Well, I think it was Marsh Davis's vision to, to give this this uh, program some resources mm -hmm. uh, and some 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 sustainability. Got you. Because okay. before it was a volunteer program, and mm -hmm. there there were periodic grants that were given mm -hmm. for this program, the volunteer mm -hmm. program, to do some work through consultants and others. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the desire was to make this a part of Indiana landmarks, like we were mentioning earlier, that mm -hmm. Black history is part of American, American history. history. Right. Well, right. Black history is a part of Indiana history as well. So, really? Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> In case people didn't understand, like, okay, let me remind you. That, I mean, I'm just, I'm just making sure everybody understands that Black history is a part of our, the fiber of our state. You know, yeah. like, okay, let's just keep it 100. Thank you for saying that. Because I mean, I don't know if some people really realize like there's a lot of stuff. Like, because we could really go down a path with that I narrative. Know, we okay, really we really could. There are people who feel like it is separate. Right. And it right. has been really a challenge to, to, to assimilate right. this history throughout the state right. In, right. in all kind of ways. Right. But uh, Marsh took this program idea for a full-time program to the endowment mm -hmm. and to the National Trust. So the endowment gotcha. uh, provided $5 million funding um, in 2021 for mm -hmm. the program to launch in 2022. Mm -hmm. And then also the National Trust, another fifty grand. Mm -hmm. Charlene and Robin Winston kicked in some additional oh, funding, 25 okay. grand, I think it was uh -huh. for them. So it was wonderful. Uh, so it allowed us to then have some operating capital by mm -hmm. peeling off a percentage of the money that will become an endowment, four million of it. Oh, that's so we wonderful. have a million over five years. That's to wonderful. 200,000 a year in grants. So basically what has happened is that this uh, effort is now, it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. It will live in perpetuity mm -hmm. at this point. That's exactly so it's not right. a one and done anymore. Yes. It's not a start, stop. We're going to keep uncovering yes. and keep capturing yes. these and keep documenting yes. these, these stories. Yes. And can I just add real Please. quickly, I think that the real difference maker is Eunice herself. Um, I told you she's a storyteller. I know. She always well, has been. You know, I, I was involved with the African American Landmarks Committee, as we called it back in those ancient times, the 1990s. <laughs> yes. And back the 90s um, was yes, <laughs> I'm just saying. All the way up until uh, when Eunice came onto the scene with mm -hmm. us. And I, you know, one of the, one of the questions I asked myself and even some other, of the committee members was, how do we engage the African American community? It's mm -hmm. so great to say, oh, you got an African American landmarks committee, but if mm -hmm. you don't have the actual Black community involved in and trust. the process, oh and yeah, trust. exactly, and trust in the process. Yes, yeah. and and so that's what Eunice has done is mm -hmm. take the program to. You know, an entirely mm -hmm. different level Absolutely. of um, building that trust right. with the communities, right. creating local organizations that mm -hmm. in those communities focus on black heritage and it's being driven by those by the black community in mm -hmm. those cities and towns. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, I, I really think, and, and it's she's done it in such a short amount of time. That's what amazes, amazes me. It's like work. a year and a half that mm -hmm. she's been with us. Mm -hmm. 
has already made a significant difference. Well, you all did something that a lot of organizations fail to do. Um, you put, not only did you put a, a person of color, a black person at the helm, you put a, a person that we trust. Because sometimes we'll just put a person there because they are black and they say, okay, go, go forth and conquer. And the community is like, the community says like, I, I don't even know. We don't like them. Like right. they're not getting invited to the family reunion. You know, they're not coming to the cookout. But we trust Eunice because we know what she's done in this community. We know the work. She her reputation precedes her. And so the a lot of the relationships that Indiana landmarks needed to cultivate, she already had. So she could just bring them in the door with her and and even she could check us too, like, okay, now y'all you all are going to give Indiana landmarks a chance. And yeah. you know, and I'm going to be that connective tissue for you so that we can do this work. Just trust me. And because we trust her, we trust the organization. Oh, well, that is so nice. Well, That's the truth. That's the truth. And I will add that, you know, through these this network of regional offices that we have around the state, this mm-hmm. is where we're doing a lot of that work mm-hmm. at the local level. But yes. at the yes. same time, you know, we need to build those bridges with the black community Absolutely. in whether it's Fort Wayne or Evansville or Terre Haute or wherever. Right. And Eunice has been at the forefront of helping mm-hmm. all of our staff mm-hmm. throughout the state to accomplish those goals. So, That's really awesome. And yeah. thank you for being receptive to oh. the counsel that she brings to the table. I would love to talk a little bit about the approach that you all are taking in the work that you're doing, you know, the approach that you're taking in really preserving black history and to ensure there is a more inclusive representation of our states. Because as you said, we are we were we have been a part of the state yes. for a little while now about <laughs> our cultural heritage. Can you can you all talk a little bit about the approach that you're taking to this work? Well my my approach is to teach a man to fish. Mm. That they'll mm-hmm. never be hungry. You right. Know. Um, having come from a Garveyite background mm-hmm. as well, uh, you know, I grew up with the instruction from my parents that you don't go looking and asking, you get it yourself. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. James Brown says, <laughs> you know, to open up the door, I'll get it myself. Right, right, right. So right. in doing that, my, my strategy has been to build capacity for doing the work. Mm-hmm. I'm a one-man person here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. though we have help from the regional offices, we need people who have feet on the ground in these mm-hmm. cities all over the state mm-hmm. because black heritage is all, all over, over the, the state. state. Right. Uh, and we're creating um, capacity-building incubators, if you will, through mm-hmm. these various organizations. So now we have a BHPP Knox County, a BHPP Black Heritage Preservation Program. Thank you. Fort Wayne, a BHPP mm-hmm. Gary, Hammond, mm-hmm. Marion. So we are now in 10 cities around the state. Oh, that's wonderful. So these are loose, small groups of people who are wonderful. now doing the works in, in, in their community. Mm-hmm. So what is that work? Well, in Knox County, they're doing uh, history harvesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're digitizing black history there. You know, that Knox County is an early black history site. Mm-hmm. They're also creating a museum space within their existing library system. Oh, that's where wonderful. Where there'll be a black history museum there in, in Knox County, Vincennes, mm-hmm. Indiana. That's wonderful. Uh, Fort Wayne has uh, done a survey of a community and is now uh, working with the city, which has never before happened, Mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, to uh, identify the black heritage sites in Allen mm-hmm. County. Gary is doing a number of things. Mm-hmm. We have a huge project going on in Gary now to save Gary Roosevelt High School. Oh, the building. that's wonderful. You know, the school closed some years ago. Yes, I remember and that. And it's just been sitting there, yeah. deteriorating. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, next 
becomes the demolition. Le- yes, I was going to, yeah. And so yeah. we are trying to look at reuses for Gary High School. Mm-hmm. Lafayette, we have done, we're doing a survey to mm-hmm. identify the black heritage. Mm-hmm. Marion, we're working on a Plato church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Plato was a black architect. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. licensed in the state mm-hmm. uh, who uh, designed buildings in in Marion and other parts of the state, and mm-hmm. also in Louisville. He's really known in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh-huh. I've heard his story. And yeah, so he, he has a building there, a church that was built for the Quakers, and we're restoring that. It's owned by a little small black congregation. Mm-hmm. They're about to say goodbye to that building because mm-hmm. it was up for demolition. Right. Uh, so we're working with them. That's uh, wonderful. And, you know, and I can just keep going Keep going on, on and on and on. Yeah. But, but that's just, you just gave us a just a quick snapshot yes. into the projects and the, and the stories mm-hmm. and and the um, historical landmarks that you have uncovered. Think about all that that are out there that we don't even know of right well, now. Well, and see, an important part of this work is to to teach individuals how to do the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a career, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to write a National Register nomination mm-hmm. uh, is to earn five, six thousand dollars for that individual for that one application. Right. So uh, we are teaching people how to do the work. Right. We're teaching historians how to do the research, black mm-hmm. and white historians. And by the way, one of the things that I say all over the state is most of our heritage and history has been and is being researched by, by white, white people. people. Yeah. 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 And so why? Right. Uh, because there's a different framing that goes on in that mm-hmm. kind of uh, mm-hmm. background for that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So, but in the meantime, you know, I'm happy that they've done it because if they hadn't, we wouldn't have half of what we've had. Absolutely. Which, so, which is why the work of our former guest, Dr. Fletcher, Dr. Don Hurd Clark, is so important because you have two black historians right. who are really doing that work. Right. You know, you know, in those it, with their noses in their in the books and right. having the conversations and uncovering things. Yes. So, you know, kudos to them. I, I want to shift the conversation in another direction for a moment because we kind of talked about your approach and we've talked about some projects that are are, are occurring throughout the, the state. But, you know, Indiana wasn't always a state that welcomed black people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we can go back and look at the history oh, yeah. and see the laws that were in effect that basically told people that look like you and I, um, you're not welcome. And so why do you, or let me ask you, what challenges do you encounter right now? Like, are there, have you gone into any communities or are there, are there any individuals? I don't want you to call out anyone's name or anything like that, but I really loved for you to talk about the challenges that still exist within our state in, in telling these stories or in capturing this history. Well, the, there are challenges in telling this Stories in, in Greenfield, for example, um, there there has been an effort there by that community, and these are white folks doing this work mm-hmm. to get a marker remembering a lynching that occurred there. Well, the city doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. They don't want that. Well, now we were able to accomplish that here in Indianapolis with the Tucker marker downtown mm-hmm. on Washington and Illinois in the corner, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there. There is that marker that was put up earlier uh, in the summer Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's in a prominent place Mm -hmm, and we got mm -hmm, zero mm -hmm. resistance to that going up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but there in that city no so that kind of resistance still exists Mm -hmm, because we mm want to forget that uncomfortable Mm -hmm. history I think that brings up a really good point about who's telling the story and you know if if 
white people, I mean, well-intentioned, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Wanting to do, doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. But if they're the ones that are out front, I mm-hmm. think when we have a program like this, mm-hmm. there definitely needs to be that kind of engagement because mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. There, Eunice and I have kind of joked, there's a community, I won't particularly say which one, but as she said, the, the white folks there are fighting over how to save black history. <laughs> And, you know why? But it's there's nobody money. black involved. Oh, okay, okay, it's, got you. Yeah, see, it's <laughs> okay, about, you okay. Know, you know, black, <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, it's okay. a fact. There, okay. there are three organizations okay. fighting each other over who's going to be telling the black history stories. Okay. Because it's about money. Money. Because okay. there is money now in them, their hills, when right, it, as right. it relates to black history and heritage. Because it's the commodity that we're a commodity in a different well, way. Well, not we, but the history. The history is a commodity. Yeah, if you will. the history, because it attracts tourism dollars. Right. You know, okay. uh, it you know it the for example the National Underground Railroad oh, yes, dollars, yes. which is a federal program right. that has grant funding. Okay, and that money can come in to do whatever right. to help that community. Got you. Tourism, so it's about money. Got you. you know, and you know, there's restoration dollars in there. Right. right. We had right. one. You want to tell the story about the one applicant who uh, applied for a grant, uh, saying that their house was an underground railroad house. And then the house was built after the Civil War. I want everybody to. I want, I want, the math ain't mathing on that one. You say, is that what you're trying to say? You and it's like the math's not mathing. Well, then we had a chance. Right, they would have got that money. Yeah, and I'm sure some. <laughs> the math. And not we're not math. talking about the peanuts either. We're talking about several thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. So you know, wow. it's, it's wow. about money. Okay. Okay. That makes it's it's interesting. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> the money part is wild, but also the fact that, that I'm going back to your example of the the is Greenfield Green, mm-hmm, Greenfield mm-hmm, the marker the marker there the mm-hmm, marker there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, they, we don't want that here. Mm-hmm. No, and yeah. everybody wants to kind of turn away because there is a community in our there's a city in our state who had a historical lynching that ended up on an album cover by a famous rapper. Mm -hmm. And so that image is utilized quite a bit. And I remember doing some work recently with an organization, um, a museum that was creating an exhibit that um, was rooted in African-American history. And there was an Indiana component that needed to highlight some of the racial issues that have plagued our state. And they wanted to use that photograph. And I literally read a message from one of my communication colleagues from that community saying, we're, we're, we're not that anymore. Mm-hmm. We would prefer you not use that image. That is not an example of our city, mm-hmm. but it is an example well, of your is, city it because it's part history. of your history. Mm-hmm. So we should be telling that story, but it's, it was almost like just reading the email chain was really interesting mm-hmm. that they just wanted to be so far removed. But I'm like, Honey, what's your image ended up on an album cover? The rest, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. This is like with the Marion lynching, um, that image where the two men are hanging from the tree. How did you, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, you know, you notice if you go Google that lynching, the, the picture has been cropped down to exactly exclude the, the actual bodies you know exactly the, there's an effort to you know to, to, to compre- compress that yes. image yes. yes yes so that's kind of yes it's hard to find that tree hanging partial of the yes. picture now you, don't you just it. need the album cover and yeah. you get it full display well and that's a, the marion example is another one where they wouldn't allow the county commissioners wouldn't allow a 
uh, state historical marker on the county on courthouse the, square where, 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 occurred, it, where it where occurred. the whole town converged. Mm-hmm. Right. So. We don't want to be known for that. Right. You know. Yeah, that's how this they was. They have a black mayor now, too, by the way. Some young hoping, man. I know. He just got elected. Yeah, yes. just got elected. Mm-hmm. Kudos yes. to Marion. Changing yeah. the tide. Yeah. Yeah. Changing the tide. We're no longer in the 1900s. Yeah. We're coming forward. <laughs> We're coming forward. Um, so let me ask you something. So I know we, we are talking about, about uh, black history and the work that you all are doing to preserve black history, but I would love to just take a moment to talk about how you're preserving Indiana history, because as we said, black history is Indiana Mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. So what other things is Indiana Landmarks doing to preserve history throughout our state? You want to take that, sir? (laughs) Because I I have a whole list of things I can talk about. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because I think there's a lot of carryover in how the BHPP has started Mm -hmm. to be constructed and what we do generally oh, statewide. That's so wonderful. for example, doing a survey of the sites mm-hmm. that are worthy of preservation mm-hmm. is something that landmarks already took on mm-hmm. decades ago and, and is complete and, and occasionally being updated. So when Eunice says she's working in Lafayette or uh, you know other commute Fort Wayne, I think you said to do survey work. Madison. That's you that's know. Wonderful. Let's know what's out there because we can't start to work to preserve it until we know where it is and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what are important sites. Um, another way that's so important are uh, through um, grants, and I think uh, as a matter of fact, we just put out a press release. I think we gave out nearly five hundred thousand dollars in grants in twenty twenty three, of which the Black Heritage Preservation Program was a part uh, of that. So two hundred and thirty thousand of it, and that's not just chunk change. That's that's, a, <laughs> that's a, nearly a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, and she's and doing that year after year that's after wonderful. year. So um, I'm also very fortunate to work with a program uh, on behalf of the Central Indiana Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. That is a grant program that was set up by a man named Stan Cox, who mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the first black chemist at. Eli Lilly, Lilly, and uh, he left behind a significant fund uh, that is to be used for black heritage uh, preservation in Indiana, and it's very broad, and Mm -hmm. uh, so we are just about to launch our grant cycle for 2024 uh, for Cox Grants due April 1 Mm -hmm. uh, for projects, capital projects all around the state, and so Stan was very much a visionary for preservation. That's and awesome. together, these programs represent a half a million dollars in grant funding for black heritage sites around the state. And that's unprecedented. That is unprecededented. And I don't think, you know. Yeah, we want more money. I was going to say. We're not doing more. <laughs> you have not because you asked not. <laughs> Let's start there. But, <laughs> and, and I think if I'm not mistaken, and I, you know, I, I want you to toot your horn. I think you are the only organization allotting this magnitude or this size of funding for this type of work in would that be country. in the in the country yeah in the country oh, in, my the good. Country in the country is looking at us oh yeah, so once country. again creating a model for the rest of the nation which is what we pride ourselves on doing here yes, in Indiana right. so you all are doing really groundbreaking work yes, it sounds like we are 
That's so awesome. Yeah, and that I didn't. Really awesome. I didn't say it earlier, but Indiana Landmarks is the largest statewide historic preservation organization in the United States. So we're very proud to have that right moniker here in our backyard. Right here in our backyard. And some people and, say there's nothing going on in Indiana that we're not the leader in anything. You looking in the wrong direction if you think that, because look what's happening here. Exactly. I mean, this is amazing work that you all are doing, and. You all are unsung heroes in this effort. So thank you so much. Thank you. Because this work that you were do you are doing is going to impact generations to come. You know, I always say it's not what we're doing now. What we're doing now is great. But what's it going to do to impact the future of others 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years down the road? That's where we all need to be focused. Yes. And that's where you all are focused. Yes, so thank that. you. Yeah, thank exactly you all so much. This work does have generational impact. It does. It does. Imagine kids going on field trips and going on walking tours in cities throughout our state and really seeing the true stories of those that settled in Indiana, yes, you know, exactly. that call Indiana home. Right. So we're working on a tour for Indiana Avenue now. That will be a virtual tour where you take a, a oh the handheld yeah, yeah that's wonderful. We're doing that now. We're doing it in Madison. We're going to be doing it in Port Wayne. We have done it in Port Wayne and Evansville. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, we are working to get national uh, register uh, and state historical marker status for. St. John Missionary Baptist Church, oh. School 26, School 56. That's wonderful. Um, the whole Martindale area that's now called Martindale Brightwood, right, but actually right, historically right, it was right, Martindale. Right. Uh, no Brightwood. Right. It's two separate communities right. there. But so we're working on getting that designated mm -hmm. as a historic as a historic that's awesome. district. So. Well, we are almost out of time, unfortunately. And so, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on, but we've talked about a lot. And so I guess the thing I'd like to give you all an opportunity to do to do as we close things out, what can we as a state do to help you? What, you know, once again, you have not because you asked not. So in the time we have left, can you all talk about what we as residents of Indiana who call Indiana home, what can we help to do to elevate the work that Indiana Landmarks is doing and the work that you're doing as well, Eunice? Well, I think for, from my perspective, we can share our stories because this history begins within families, within individuals, mm -hmm. and extends out. Mm -hmm. So we can then also share our stories with our own family members because mm -hmm. when our children know who they are, they have more self-confidence, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they have your behavioral problems, mm -hmm. knowing their own genealogy. You can also give, you know, <laughs> to Indiana Landmarks Black Heritage Preservation because it takes money to do this it work. It does, it does. You know, and then, you know, you can also uh, share the, the fact that this is a whole career field for young people. Right, Architects, right. Architects, archaeologists, historians, mm -hmm. you know, public historians, city planners, mm -hmm. all of those areas that our kids don't get introduced mm -hmm. to. In fact, mm -hmm. across the nation, only 2% of the people in this industry are people of color. Oh, my goodness. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you think about Indiana, how many black historians are here in Indianapolis? I can count you all on one hand. Well, and that's, so there <laughs> yeah. is a huge need for that. Right. So our kids have to know that history is not boring. Right. And that is uh, so important that we show how they fit in, how their families fit in, mm -hmm. that it is a mm -hmm. part of the full story, okay. not just some black well, history, right. slavery here. That's all we have. Yeah. We're more than safe slavery. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And yes. we all know that. But, yes. you know, yes. that's not just our only part of history. That's right. 
Yeah, I think the most important thing is just become engaged Uh in some way. And yes, you can go to lots of different events that (laughs) Indiana Landmarks puts on over the course of the year. and uh, and you all had a wonderful event at the beginning of February, right? Where we correct. talked about Indiana Avenue. Whatever yes. happened? What happened to Indiana Avenue? Yeah, what really happened? Sta- on Indiana Avenue. What really happened yeah. is standing room only. Yes, so it was yes. a great event, and people are cl- were clearly interested in hearing the stories about what really happened. Right. right. We've got a, a movie being shown on the twenty second. Okay. It's the West Baden documentary. It talks about how. This oh. black church, uh, it's a documentary that was produced mm-hmm. by these three black women there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really good. So that's coming up on the 22nd. Okay. Uh, Juneteenth celebration. Oh, definitely. Yes. We're having okay. a big party Juneteenth, because you know. Oh, we're coming. We yeah, like a yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> we're yeah. coming. We're going to be focused on gospel and blues. Okay. And we're okay. going to introduce more of the Southern soul to Indianapolis. Oh, that's awesome. Because we don't do Southern soul too much here, but we also, it is very popular, though, in the South. I would just add, we have a robust volunteer Program. Oh, so yes, if somebody volunteer. would like to become engaged as a volunteer, maybe mm-hmm. they don't have time mm-hmm. to get uh, heavily involved, but if they can staff an event or they well, can get in for free. Okay. So it's a great opportunity. Well, what we're going to do, our commitment to you all is that if you all give us information about the activities going on, the work that you're doing, we will share it on our social media platforms oh, through Herd Strategies. We will be more than happy to be a messenger for you and help carry this with um through through our social media platforms. That's great. So yeah, I know absolutely. you have a big a big a big following. We got a little following. Yeah, we got a, we got a few people following good. us. That is great. <laughs> just that's a good. few. So yeah, we are more than happy to do this. Okay. So please don't hesitate to send us information. And you have a friend with herd strategies well, thank you forever so and ever thank and you. ever and ever. So thank you, Eunice. Thank you, thank you Mark. Thank you so much thank for joining you. us this afternoon. This was a great conversation. And I've always been so curious about what you all do in that building. So it's really nice to have people from the inside <laughs> to talk to because I've been in the building time and time again, many times um, at different events and thought it was an, it's an amazing structure. Yes. Um, it has a, a really great um, feel to it, it if you will. It, it really does. does a really great energy to it as well. So it's really wonderful to hear your insight. I can't thank you enough. And um, to those of you all listening, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of How They See Us. Um, I also have to give a special thanks to Kiara Santolin and Malik Harris. They're our director and producer. They tell me what to do. They book all the guests. You know, you get you get what I'm saying. You know, I have to do what they say, right. you know, because, oh, I'll get myself in trouble. So anyway, don't forget to subscribe to How They See Us, our podcast series, which is available on all podcast platforms. And until then, take care, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you.